Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! This is Charlotte Chung. And Fred Tatashore. And you're listening to... ACMG presents... Talk Time Live! It's time for your Talk Time Live exclusive. You are now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen, on the show with me today, all the way from Paris, France, is Ben Fiquet. And I did pronounce that correctly, right? Uh, yeah, Fiquet. Fiquet. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Fiquet, as uh, Americans would say, is a bit... <laughs> See, I knew I was going to need some tutoring before I get on this show. <laughs> yeah. But nonetheless, he is the art director and CEO of Lizard Cube Games Studios. Uh, and he's here to talk about the work um, on the much-anticipated sequel to the Sega cult classic Streets of Rage 4, which is available now on all major game consoles. And we're going to talk about a little bit more of other things, too. Ben, welcome to Talk Down Live. Thank you. And uh, how are you doing? Um, fine, thank you. So, thanks so much for having me. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm uh, just living my uh, quarantine like everybody everybody else right there. Absolutely. I would be remiss but to ask that question, but um, how are things in Paris, France with COVID-19 hindering all of our lives, our daily lives for that matter, and how are your family and you holding up over there? Well, well, it's uh, it's quite uh, trying uh, because I have two kids at home, two yeah. small kids. <laughs> so her. just my personal situation is uh, is a mess. <laughs> uh, I love my kids, but uh, you know, every, everybody who, who has kids uh, will understand. That is the universal uh, saying around everybody I know who has uh, kids right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course it is, but uh, yeah, no, the, the things are are start, uh, starting to the curve is starting to um, to go down. Uh, so it's a good thing, and they're planning to reopen the country uh, next week. I'm not sure how it will go, really, but uh, how confident yeah. are you of that? I don't know. I don't know because I don't really trust people to behave rationally uh, since uh, the, the weather is quite nice at the moment. <laughs> Everybody's going to go out and uh, smoke cigarettes in cafe. Uh, you know, Just like French. here in America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So let's get down and let's get down to the swing of things. I, I'm eagerly wanting to talk about yeah, your work and all of this. Uh, we're going to talk about your art style, your artwork. It is just some of the most beautiful and vibrant level of an intensity, along with a dramatic flair to it. Thanks. Who, who exactly? So much. <laughs> no, no, my pleasure. Who, who exactly would you credit as an inspiration to your art style and technique, for that matter? Well, well you know, an art style is a is a buildup of different uh, inspiration uh, throughout the years. So I, I wouldn't. 
I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, as a French uh, kid, I've been raised with uh, French comics, uh, mm -hmm. which is quite uh, peculiar. But maybe you haven't read one, or but this is quite. It used to be quite big in France, mm -hmm. and uh, um, there is a lot of uh, very fine artists. Uh, there is a lot of uh, inspiration that came uh, directly from France. But uh, at some point, uh, I look at uh, Japanese uh, manga yeah, and yeah, I can definitely and, see that in there. Yeah, manga and animation. I had when I was like. 18 or 19, I think uh, uh, I totally went for it and uh, I, I got crazy about it. Uh, and now this is like a mix between uh, French, Japan, American, American uh, artists as well. Yeah. Uh, and so I think this is this is a mix, and also I think there is a lot of work uh, done in animation for uh, for what I do and for what Lizard Cube do. Uh, so. The animation is on top of everything because our style could be very boring if it was uh, not very well animated. Mm -hmm. uh, so the so I, I have the chance to have the uh, to be able to animate uh, myself and uh, to 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 make the characters I see move the way they should be moving. Right. Awesome. What as obviously you're a gamer. I don't know to what level, but it has to be major in this case. But what were some of the fa uh, your favorite games and game consoles uh, growing up? Yeah, uh, well, I, I, when I grew up, I, I was a Sega kid, so Master System and Mega Drive. Mega Drive was my best console I oh. ever had. Uh, uh, Genesis for the US. Uh, <laughs> right, the US that's business. right. Europe, um, Europe and uh, all of Europe and uh, Japan and, would call it the Mega Drive. No, I think the rest of the world only only US uh, called it Genesis. Yeah, we tried to be special, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, the, after at some point, you know, uh, I was a teenager uh, and I wanted to go to parties instead of uh, playing video games, mm -hmm. uh, and I came back uh, around the Nintendo DS. Mm. Uh, and now I'm mostly a PC gamer because it's it's easier for me to uh, just uh, launch a game on PC and on my Switch as well. Uh, but I really love PC games. Uh, well, but now, really, I mean, a game is a game, so the, the platform doesn't really matter anymore. I think. You say that, but there you just made a lot of PC gamers happy by just saying that right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know that the, debate. There's a there's all these that huge debate about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no real debate, and uh, especially considering uh, the games we make, because 2D games are not uh, uh, dependent or on the graphic card, or mm -hmm. the, this is just this is this will be the same game on PC or uh, console, uh, really. So no, I like to have uh, like instant game gaming. Yeah, like I don't want to wait for the. Uh, the publisher logo, the editor logo. <laughs> Just uh, get right into it. Yeah, yeah. I want to, you know, I, I want to be able to play quickly and just uh, play thirty one hour and go back to my go back to my life. <laughs> right. Uh, really. So, in light of all of the craziness that is going on in in the world, gamers around the world have been blessed, and I definitely say this right now, blessed with some great 
new games based on some of our all-time classics. One of them being Final Fantasy VII Remake, the other being Trials of Mana kicked in, and just recently, the release of Streets of Rage 4, uh, which you had the pleasure of working in heavily. Can you talk about what led to this sequel? Uh, well, uh, before Streets of Rage, uh, we uh, at least a club we made uh, the remake of uh, a game called Wonder Boy: uh, The Dragon's Trap. Another great game. I own it myself. Thank you. This is uh, this was like uh, a Sega game um, from the eighties, mm-hmm. and uh, we made a graphic overall. Uh, and after this game, uh, I had some time to to to, to think about what next project I, I would do mm-hmm. and I started drawing uh, by myself uh, just dreaming daydreaming about like Sega franchise I, I could like uh, try to have a take on right. and uh, and so I ended up with Street of Fresh because Street of Fresh is a huge part of my uh, childhood and uh, teenagehood Mm-hmm. Uh, because this is like this is such a fun game, and as a the license has been dormant for t- too long, so I thought it would be a, a really nice comeback to try to have something at it. And uh, little did I know, uh, Dotemu and Cyril, uh, the CEO of Dotemu, uh, had the same idea. So we started talking about it at the launch party of uh, Wonder Boy, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we realized we wanted to do the same thing. So uh, basically, what we did is uh, I I gathered I gathered up my drawings and we made a nice presentation and we went to Sega with that. And since we had uh, the ear of Sega because Wonder Wonder Boy was a success, uh, it was like easier for us to uh, to con- convince them because yeah. they knew they knew they knew we were able to respect the license uh, and the new we were like uh, not messing around. Right, absolutely. I, 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 I felt that and when you said that too, I was saying that, you know, Wonder Boy had to be very vital <laughs> to the yeah. process of this yeah, or anything that you guys are going to be planning to do, you know, forward on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially for Japanese people, I mean, as a trust is something that you have to earn uh, for uh, this can take quite some time but uh, once you you gain it uh, I think I think they trust you forever (laughs) I know that I I, trust me I understand that from experience myself (laughs) I don't think we we will be talking today not for that (laughs) okay for that factor as well Um, let's talk about the many things that you've done in the process of this game, because you, you know, with you wearing many hats in the development of this game, how did you work around pacing yourself when it came to directing, storytelling? Uh, when I say directing, I mean art directing as well. Uh, yeah. Storytelling, along with working with your core team and as well as the other teams involved. So, uh, so what's, what's the question exactly? Uh, how did you were able to, you know, multitask the entire uh, outfit of everything and not get overwhelmed in a, in a process. Well, I, I the, the thing is, I each uh, company uh, because this is a collaboration between three, three companies. Each company had uh, their uh, own strengths and uh, tasks to do, mm-hmm. and, the, and we were not overlapping because uh, I was responsible for the art, artistic part uh, right. uh, mainly. We were. Uh, 
having meetings regularly, but uh, uh, mainly I think uh, uh, we trusted each other for uh, each uh, specific uh, things, like for the, for the gameplay, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about it and uh, trying to come up with ideas, but at some point you have to let the, the guys do what they do best and uh, not intervene. Really, right. So, so this, this was the same for for the artistic and uh, also creative stuff I, I did. I think uh, we in in I think we we I don't know how to say that, but um, but no, it was very. It, I was not very multitasking because I, I don't know shit about programming for example <laughs> so uh, and I don't think programmers were very like interested in having a hands on on the artistic part so right. I, I think uh, nobody was multitasking much and this is this was a very small team like the core team is like five or six people uh, so everybody could uh, could could have their uh, their take on anything. Right. Awesome. So when it comes to going back to your uh, art style and what you put in and uh, implemented into the game, when it comes to uh, drawing for the game, is it more challenging to implement hand drawing animation to the game as opposed to pixel animation? In your opinion. Uh, well, the thing is, uh, I. This is what I do. I know how to do uh, 2D animation, uh, mm-hmm. traditional animation, because this is what I've been trained to do. Right. Uh, I I think I would have struggled very much with pixel art because yeah. uh, even if I I can do a little bit of pixel art, this is not my strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it it was easier for me, but uh, I think it it should be easier for a lot of pixel artists around to just animate in pixel art. Uh, I, I don't know. This is what I, this is what I do. It's, it's not very common in uh, the gaming industry, right. uh, traditional animation. But uh, around me, people are working in uh, 2D movies or 2D animated series and, uh, and stuff. So, so uh, no, I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know really. But I think it was quite challenging because there was a lot of animation, yeah. but. Uh, not it's not a horrible task <laughs> so when it came to the idea or the uh the premise of the video game because i actually love the retro style the old retro style of the mega drive and the genesis uh yeah. games but it's very re- like a very fresh take on the original game series um and how you implemented it into the fourth installment was just phenomenal in my opinion with was there any ideas to go outside of the nostalgic direction to modernize, uh, to modernize it, or did you guys want to keep it traditional to the original intellectual property? Well, the thing is, uh, we knew that uh, making a license that big go- come back after 25 years, uh, we will need to to have some uh, uh, common ground for every every fan, every player that knows the license. So we. Uh, we can't go very far away from the original material mm-hmm. uh, because otherwise you you lose everybody uh, yeah. and and this is quite difficult as it is because uh, when you try to make uh, any 
change to uh, any character that uh, people used to love and used to know. Uh, so, yeah, you try to have uh, the most uh, 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 recognizable things. Right. So basically, when you guys were planning to make this game, you were more catering to the old school gamers who played this back then, as opposed to new gamers who, you know, maybe a little bit tricky well, to find out why this is, this is a good game. This is both because uh, artistic, artistically, uh, since the game is in HD and traditionally animated, yeah. uh, you can't really please hardcore fans as that are used to pixel art. So, yeah. uh, so you try to imitate uh, the original uh, game aspects, but uh, at the same time, while doing that in HD, you change, and this is through the prism of your uh, your your artistic uh, talent. Uh, so, uh, at, you try, even if you try your best, uh, I think you're gonna go in a new direction. Uh-huh. Right, understood. So, in the games gallery mode, which I love that you guys added a gallery mode to show your like fantastic work in here. Uh, right. There is, I noticed that there were some character concepts that did not make it into the game. Was that due to time constraint or was it not fitting uh, the narrative of this in the story? Uh, well, mainly uh, uh, production uh, constraint because mm-hmm. uh, I had to animate everything by myself. Yeah. And so this is a lot of enemies, a lot of characters, like there is like five uh, playable characters, which is a lot. And, um, uh, so yeah, I, there's a lot of enemies that I could have uh, been into the game, but uh, since they were not uh, responding to a particular gameplay need, mm-hmm. uh, it was best to avoid uh, to put a lot of pressure on production animation. Yeah. I mean, was there anything else that you that was left out of the game that you wanted to be on there? If you're if you're able to talk about that. Oh yeah, well, uh, never really talked about it, but uh, yeah, we had some plans to have uh, another level, mm. uh, which we had to to scrap very soon in the process yeah. because uh, it was too much. We realized it it would be too much. I think at some point we even uh, consider having a proper motorcycle level. Oh wow. Uh, which will be like it. It will be great uh, to, uh, to have the characters on motorcycle, but uh, uh, you have to reanimate everyone. Like, right, and then a whole new control scheme is involved. It's like a, a yeah. mini game in itself. And, and you're not sure that this is, this is going to be a fun uh, mini game. <laughs> you uh, need so, a lot more time for trial and error. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even if you do that, maybe people are not. I'm not here for a mini game of a motorcycle uh, between two phases of gameplay. Yeah. So it, it might be better to uh, to just we try to to stay focused on having a proper good experience. I totally understand. I get that totally. It would have been nice, but yeah, they, I can I can uh, I, I absolutely tell that it'll take a lot more time, some more testers to get around bugs, air, you know, yada yada. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. What did you most enjoy about making this game? Uh, I think the the fan reaction mm. when we were, we were going to the events, yeah, it was very nice. Yeah. Like, 
when we first started to to go into convention uh, with the game uh, playable, mm-hmm. uh, people were so happy, and uh, and we we knew we went on to something yeah. uh, because people were c- coming to us and saying that oh I remember when I was playing this with my uh, brother and sister uh, and and. And we had, I think we had something at, at that point. Hmm. Awesome. What would you say is your biggest challenge in making a game? Uh, uh, trying to to make a game and please the fan as well, uh, <laughs> which is uh, sometimes very frustrating because yeah. uh, you want to to have the people understand that uh, you need to accept a little bit of change, uh, but uh, everyone is different, so I can't convince everyone that uh, this is good or this is uh, what they need. But uh, yeah, that's a great answer. That's a great yeah. answer right there. So, who would you consider among all the characters that you worked on to be your favorite? Uh, Estelle, uh, the the cup. Uh, Police woman. Yeah, I, I did kind of dig her too. <laughs> yeah, I really did. Yeah, like, she, I like the fact yeah, she she's coming bad, back she, too. She's, <laughs> she's badass. She's not uh, because a lot of uh, girls from uh, these games were uh, barely closed. Yeah. Uh, so this one is not taking shit from anyone. Right. And I think that was also the great part about what you guys have done and especially the story and the narrative of it. It was just, it was simple, short and sweet, but also the character development was very uh, welcoming. You know, you wanted to know more about these people and thank you for putting in the, the bio info of these, some of these characters as well. Cause I thought that was awesome. A lot of games don't allow fans to be immersed into the universe. And I think that was a great idea that you guys did doing giving us a little bit more intel of some of the yeah. characters in the, in the story, some of your favorites of the past and present and such. So I thought that was a really great job that you guys have worked on too. And it just, it, it was really cool. It made you want more. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, also because uh, you know in the original games you have the stats of the characters when you are on the character screen, yeah. and we couldn't fit it uh, in the new game, so we had to put it somewhere else. And just having the stats of the character is uh, not very appealing, so yeah. we we decided to have the the backstory as well. I, I think it was an awesome idea. Absolutely, I think more companies. And, uh, and developers, you need to implement that as well, too. I think it's a, it's almost a lost art, in my opinion. <laughs> so I'm going to piggyback to what you talk about, Estelle. And then also I'm going to basically talk um, piggyback from another question. But, again, I would be remiss to ask. Should we expect anything more from Streets of Rage? For instance, a certain bartending boxing kangaroo that was in the stage yeah. in here. Yeah, or well. even future plans for the series. Yeah, no. Well, well, we we're thinking about it. Like the game is a is a is a success. Uh, I can say this is not uh, news to anyone. But mm-hmm. uh, the game is a success. So uh, obviously, we're thinking about having uh, DLCs uh, because uh, this uh, we need to do it right. Yeah. You know. We don't want to have a like a Capcom having one character uh, to pay for ten dollars and. Uh, oh, bless your heart! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the game uh, tries 
to be generous. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to be generous uh, because this is, uh, I think, it's important. Yeah. And uh, so, so, and the kangaroo, um, you know, a lot of people are asking about roo, but uh, in the original games, uh, in the third one, uh, he's not a good character. He's very boring to fight with. Right, but he was <laughs> just so significant to that game. Yeah. This is like, why a kangaroo? Okay, that's so nineties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe Rue, but uh, I, I would prefer to have uh, other characters before animating a kangaroo. Really, I, I definitely tell you, uh, I would love to play as Estelle. I think we are she like the. Uh, Streets of Rage Shiva's on here, but I love the way you designed the uh, his newer hand-drawn version. Would love yeah. to play him as that version as well. Yeah. I mean, there's so much potential to want to do more with this. Yeah, game. There's, there, there's a lot of potential in uh, every every enemy, uh, really. So, but uh, they're not. Uh, a lot of people are complaining, like. Uh, not a lot of people, but uh, some people are complaining because they think that the, the characters are already here. But uh, to to have them fully playable, yeah. you need a lot more, uh, a lot more anim- uh, animated frames. Yeah. Uh, so this is quite some work uh, before, and you also need uh, to tune them uh, to gameplay uh, to have something very cool to play with. Absolutely, absolutely, and I understand that too. I'm going to add this question because I got two more questions for you, but I'm going to add this one in since you said that. But before I do that, I want to definitely thank you, Ben, for coming on the show. This has been awesome. Oh. It is, it's fantastic. I'm a big fan of your work. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm very happy to be here, really. Uh, I, I, I like to, to to talk about the game and to to, to answer, to you know, to, to, ans- uh, to answer and to have uh, with smaller outlets. Absolutely. Uh, because it's, uh, sometimes when you try to reach like streamers or something like that, you know that they have a, a, a wide reach, but they, they don't really care. They don't really. Uh, they don't really. The game doesn't really matter to them because this is just a hype of the moment. These kids uh, today. Yeah. So. <laughs> so now, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Really. That's awesome. I, I'm very appreciative of that. So. With the with your experience and and you know doing all of this game development, what exactly is the biggest misconception you think fans have? Uh, I, I, I think artistically, uh, some some hardcore fans uh, have been saying that the games will need to be grittier, uh, will need to be darker, mm-hmm. uh, because this is the streets and uh, this is how they remember the game. But if you just look at the game. Again, uh, yeah. they're very, very, very colorful. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is bright red, bright. Uh, very vibrant and saturated colors, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think this is a misconception about. Uh, well, I think the memories of uh, of gamers are very shady sometimes. <laughs> so, so, not, so, at least up until they actually play the game that they are reminiscing yeah. about, and it was like, oh, you know what, just didn't hold up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because Streets of Rage 2, for example, uh, is very slow-paced game. Yes. Uh, less than Streets of Rage 4, for example. Uh, so, so yeah. So, 
Yeah, some misconception because you're mixing up memories and reality. Really. Now, is that what came? Is that what the basic, the original concept of having us unlock the original so you could compare and contrast? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, each each one uh, uh, will do what they have to do, but uh, I, I will not. Uh, blame someone for not uh, for not playing the original games or uh, for not liking Street of Rage 4 mm-hmm. uh, because this is quite a leap. Uh, so no, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not asking anyone to do anything. If they, if they like what we did and if, uh, if that works for them, uh, I'm glad. Awesome. So. With the opportunity to work on Streets of Race 4, and we, we talked about the remake of uh, Wonder Boy Dragon's Trap, uh, which, again, is another great game that you worked on. I absolutely enjoyed it. I love everything about that. It was beautifully okay. done. Um, okay. Is there any other – and I'm saying this because I saw your web, I saw your, uh, your uh, website and blog pages. <laughs> is there any other Sega classic that you would like to bring back? Uh, yeah, well, uh, you, you've seen my Golden Axe fan art uh, on my uh, social, social oh, yeah. networks. Uh, and yeah, uh, Golden Axe is a, is a lost uh, license that should make a comeback. Uh, maybe not by us. Uh, maybe we need to do something different. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what we're going to do next. Uh, Lizard Cube, I mean. Uh, so uh, Golden Axe... Uh, it's very nice, but I think it will need a lot of uh, improvement to the gameplay mm. because you don't remember Golden Axe for the gameplay. It was very rigid. Yeah. Uh, it, you remember it for the the mood and the, yeah. the, set, uh, the setup. It was nice. It was Conan the Barbarian uh, in a video game. But really. the execution was very simplistic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe... Uh, it will need to be, but uh, I, I, there's not only Sega games. I, I mean, Sega have a lot of uh, lost license, mm-hmm. uh, forgotten license. But uh, I think you can try to to look at uh, some other catalogs. Uh, I, I'd love to work on, you know, like Sega French, uh, Sega uh, SNK franchise or Ooh, Capcom. My goodness, Capcom. that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, or Capcom franchise because, like, I mean, just try trying to to compete with the animation yeah. greatness, which is Capcom. Uh, uh, it would be amazing, but uh, you know, uh, we just finished the game and the game is just out. Mm-hmm. I would love to uh, to try new IPs uh, as well. Yeah, because. Uh, at some point, if the the studio is only remembered for just uh, doing nostalgic play- games, yeah, yeah. you want to yeah, have your yeah. niche. You want to find your niche, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to do uh, to 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 do license because uh, I'm I'm learning a lot. Mm. While when when we made Wonder Boy, you learn a lot uh, how they did the platforming at that time. Yeah. When we made a Sweet of Fridge, you learned a lot about the beat them up. Uh, and the uh, because it was very tight gameplay, right. uh, so I, I'm quite new to the video game industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will try to go slowly. Yeah. Uh, and and because 
using license is uh, using the shoulders of the, the giants before me, I think. So I, I will try to, to make baby steps yeah. and, and uh, not try to run. Uh, if I can make an analogy with my kids, because uh, <laughs> the little one has managed to uh, to 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 walk now in the quarantine, so right, it's a nightmare. <laughs> God bless you for that. Yeah. So my last question again, thank you so very much. We'll do the last question, then I'll have you do the plugs, and uh, we'll be it from there. But what is next for Lizard Cube? And we just talked about that kind of briefly. But what is it uh, next for the Lizard Cube uh, in a sense? But also how will COVID-19 affect the future progress? Oh, well, not, not really much. We're going to have, a, we're going to be a bit late in our uh, reflection about uh, doing something new, mm-hmm. but we had, we had the chance in all that, all that stuff. We had, we had the chance that to finish the game just before quarantine. Yeah. Uh, so I've been doing mainly marketing uh, from uh, March, and uh, I have only one employee, which is uh, Julian. Uh, he did all the background in the game. Uh, he did an amazing job, and uh, so we are talking on the phone regularly, and we are trying to to draw. Each uh, each of us, what we'd like to to do next. Right. Uh, so this is not a huge impact because this is a very very small company at the moment. So so no that that's 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 all right. We we're gonna manage and uh, hopefully we're gonna it's gonna help us bring new ideas to life. Oh well, I look forward to seeing that and much much more from you guys. Ben, thank you. thank you so very much for being on Talk Time Live exclusive. It's been an honor to have you on, and I look forward to seeing what you have uh, coming next. I mean, just yeah, I only see you. only see the skies for you. Thank you, thank <laughs> you very much. Pending you get through with your kids, <laughs> this whole entire situation. <laughs> so before we head off, please let our listeners know where they can find you and all your great artwork, because it's a lot of great content that you have out there. Thank you, uh, thank you, thanks for having me. Uh, you can find me on uh, benfique.com, uh, which is my uh, website. It is not uh, as ad- as updated as I would want, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna try to update it quickly. And but I'm mostly active on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at uh, arubas uh, benfique. benfique. Ben, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And I hope to have you again in the near future. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this very special episode. On behalf of myself and Ben, all I got to say is learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. We are out of here, people. Please stay safe out there. Take care.
This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality.